you ever wished you could just grab coffee with a top leader in your direct sales company and pick her brain about all the things? Well, you're in luck. My name is Tiffany Spees. Welcome to Directly Different, the podcast where I have conversations with top direct sales leaders and ask them to share what they're doing differently to help them achieve success in their businesses. Direct sales doesn't have to feel spammy or gross. You can absolutely find success in your business by doing things a different way. I want you to feel empowered and inspired to be, well, different. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Directly Different. I am so excited this week. I have Casey Gray on for a part two to her episode from last week. If you have not listened yet to last week's episode on how she balances a full-time career with a direct sales side gig, you definitely need to go back and listen because she shares her story and how she got involved in direct sales and how she, how she does it balancing her full-time career as a mental health therapist. And we were chatting after the episode and Casey was like, let's do a part two. I have so much more to say. And I said, yes, let's do it because I want to hear more. And I know you guys do too. So we have lots more to chat about. So let's dive in. Welcome back, Casey. Thank you so much, Tiffany. I'm so excited to come back for um, part two. And just to be able to talk a little bit more about some of the practical tools and strategies that I have found really helpful. And some of them that I'm still really actually practicing to apply myself. Yes. We're all work in progress for sure. We talked about that last week, but let's chat about, first of all, time blocking with balancing a full-time job, full-time career and a direct sales business. You have to be very disciplined with your time. So how do you structure your weekly calendar? I know you mentioned last week, you use sticky notes. So will you share more about how you kind of take each week and plan it out? So you're ready to go. So when I am preparing for my, my week and my month, there's a couple of different steps that go into that for me. Uh, first and foremost, I will fill out my monthly calendar of the appointments that I have scheduled, the, the non-negotiable things that I cannot move. And one of the things that I have found particularly helpful, because I learned about time blocking and I don't, for me use the time blocking uh, schedules that have the hours on there because the majority of my, my day is spent at work. So that to me is not really a practical tool to use. So more what I do is I fill out my monthly calendar with what are my appointments and you know leadership calls and other things that are just already in my month. And then every Sunday, I found this, uh, this planning tool, and I'll, I'll describe this for folks. You can see it here with me. So it's a, a sticky note pad. It's got a little um, magnet on the back, but I keep it actually in my planner. And it's got listed out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And I'll sit down with my planner, look at what I've already got in my week that's non-negotiable, and then sit down and identify what do I need to accomplish this week. And there are some themes that I try to stick with on certain days of the week. For example, Monday, I work to send a team uh, email, check in with my team members. Wednesday, I try to 
do a wellness Wednesday in my community group. And so then that leaves Tuesdays and Thursdays. Sometimes I have uh, events with my organization that I, that I am a part of. Uh, that also is where I can fill in for customer follow-up or checking in with folks uh, on other questions or, or even just following up with folks as you know, I might've gotten messages throughout the day. Uh, Friday, I try to prepare my mail so I can take that to the post office on Saturday. But that's kind of how I how I structure things. Uh, I'll look at that and, and I you know take one of these pages off and just throw it in my planner for the week to see what do I need to accomplish today. So that goes hand in hand with the kind of itty bitty sticky notes. The, the ones look like little flags almost and might write one particular task on there. If it's something that I want to be able to move to a different day, uh, just to have some flexibility around that. Because, and like I said, because my schedule, uh, most of it during the week is taken up by work, I find that sometimes it's more about identifying tasks to accomplish versus time to put into my business. Hmm. And, and that really is for each person to decide where do you want to have a task accomplishment or do you want to have 15 minutes, an hour you know, two hours that you're putting into your business. And that's going to vary based off of what I need to accomplish. If I'm needing to do some training, that might be a time allotment that I put into. I need to put an hour into learning this, this thing and to, to prioritize that time that I set aside that way. Now, how do you do, you know, when there are company trainings, because a lot of our, especially for our company, a lot of the trainings are during the day. Do you just pick and choose what you replay or do you tend to replay all of them? Like, do you have a certain time that you set aside to listen to replays and things like that? I tend to replay what is absolutely necessary. Mm -hmm. And Unfortunately, that means that sometimes I might miss out on certain topics and things of that nature. So when we have a, uh, an unveiling of products or something, I'll catch the replay on that. Or if I have a cancellation during my work schedule, sometimes I can pull that up and watch it while I'm doing notes, but that's uh, unpredictable, right? And so what I will do, um, like sometimes we have trainings and such like that, and it's like, if I want to really make sure I learn that information, then I'll go in and catch the replay. And, and, and that's something that I'd have to write into my, to my schedule and, and really prioritize that. And so that's one of the things that I have just decided if I, if I want to attend these things, I'll just have to set aside the time for it. And that's okay. And I know even with me, you know, I tell people like, Oh, I listen to podcasts all the time. And they're like, how do you have the time to listen to podcasts? It's because I'm, and you probably do this with trainings. I listen to them while I'm cooking. I listen to them while I'm driving. I listen to them while I'm getting ready where I'm already doing something else, but I can listen. And of course there are some trainings or podcasts that you really need to be concentrating. Like I don't have podcasts on in the background or trainings on in the background when I'm trying to work or something, but when I'm doing other, not mindless, but kind of mindless tasks that I'm just going through the motions, then I can have those kinds of things on. And so I feel like that's a really good time too for those listening who are like, I just don't have enough time to listen to things. Do it while you're doing something else. that doesn't take much brain power because that's the best. I actually look forward to cooking dinner. I just did it just a little bit ago. <laughs> so I put on a podcast and cooked dinner really quick for my family. And it was, it made it enjoyable. And I, I already like cooking, but it makes it enjoyable. I'll, I'll listen to things while I'm getting ready for work in the morning, when I'm doing my hair, when I'm doing my makeup, that's a time where if I know I need to catch something, I've got about an hour where I can listen and, and pay attention in that way. 
Yes. And then that probably helps you too, to narrow down. You're not thinking like, Oh, I had to listen to the three trainings that were played yesterday. You can say, okay, out of these three trainings, which one do I want to listen to? I have one hour. So here we go. So that helps you kind of narrow down and get the most effective training for you. Absolutely. So on that note, do you prefer digital or paper planners? You kind of already answered this, but what is your preference and why? I absolutely prefer paper planner. And there's, there's this satisfaction of crossing something off, checking it off versus just hitting the backspace button. I have uh, struggled to embrace the digital aspect of, of, you know, planning and things like that. And I know for some people it works really well for them. I really am a paper girl. And so uh, it, it also helps me to sit down and, and go through the motion of writing out what I need to do. There's that, that connection between writing things out and it really solidifying in our brain of something that we need to do or something that we're retaining. So that to me is really, really valuable. And for folks that love digital, kudos to you, more power to you. I think that there's some, some real beauty in being able to master digital digital organization. I'm not that person right now. Yes. I'm the same way. The only time I use a digital to-do list is when it's, you know, 1130 at night, I'm laying in bed and I'm like, Oh, I need to do that tomorrow. And I do not trust myself because I'll never remember in the morning. So I'll just quick do it on my notes app. And I like the little, the, the option where you can have the the check mark next to it. I will use that one a lot for my digital to-do list, but Mostly, uh, yeah, I'm also a paper girl because same thing. I like the connection between the, between the senses of writing it down and seeing it there and also crossing it off. There's nothing better for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. So what other tools do you use on a regular basis in your business, Casey? I use Visly for posting in my virtual events. I also use Canva for creating graphics and uh, things to share. Sometimes it might be sharing uh, with a host um, information to pass along to their guests. I also use Zoom. So those are the three that are my regularly used spaces. My tools are really minimal at this at this current time. And 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 this is an area where I've got some growing to do. I've got some learning to do, but these are the ones that are, are really my foundation. Uh, Visly, I really, really love the ease of creating a template and being able to personalize it for each event and it just being put out onto my virtual event at, at a timely pace with ease. So that has that was a game changer actually in my business uh, because the amount of time that I used to spend sitting up late at night, scheduling posts on Facebook would make a person go bonkers. And, and no wonder they're overwhelmed thinking about how do I post all of these things, still keep up with my job, you know, and there's not a really good way to post, I'm going to use air quotes, organically in events and such because the workday doesn't always allow that flexibility and such. So Visly was really one of those shifts for me. And I know there are multiple scheduling programs and platforms out there. And this is the one that has just really worked well for me and my needs at this time. Canva, I just use the free version for that. I know some people use the pro version. I am satisfied with the free version at this time. And I'm, and I'm interested in exploring what the pro version has because there's other options that come with it. But for right now, 
that's sufficient for my needs. And you can go in and you have so much flexibility in creating some really beautiful attention grabbing graphics and that can look clean and crisp and really present what you're wanting to share with folks. So, and then lastly on that, using Zoom and using that both for connecting with team members, but also really exploring getting back to that feel of an in-home event and using Zoom and utilizing the space to connect more authentically with people than just via commenting in our virtual events. Yes. There, I mean, we're talking face-to-face right now and it makes it so much more enjoyable than just chatting on the phone or, you know, not being able to see each other. This makes it so much more personal. And I agree with you there for sure. Now, speaking of virtual events, How do your virtual events typically look? How do you structure them? When putting together my virtual events, I really love to offer my hosts a theme. With Lemongrass Spa, we have three primary uh, product categories, I would say. We have skincare, we have body care slash products with a purpose, and then we have our sheer mineral makeup natural beauty collection. And I really love to present to my hosts what of those three really resonate with you? Because I find that if we do more than one, it really gets to be overwhelming. And I really like to keep my events fairly short and sweet. So currently I'm offering events that last around four days. And with that structure, the first day is usually introducing Lemongrass Spa, unless I've got a group of avid repeat customers. Sometimes they know all about Lemongrass Spa and they are excited to be back, but at least introducing Lemongrass Spa, what it is, what our values are as a company, why why we're so passionate about it, but also checking in with my customers and seeing why are they interested in cruelty-free, natural, non-toxic, gluten-free products? What about this resonates with them? Made in the USA, woman-owned, you know, supported by women company, right? What really resonates with other people. And then asking them, what are they really looking to trade out that ditch and switch? What are they looking to trade out? So that's kind of the first day. And then we'll go into monthly specials on the second day. Third day, we'll go into our actual theme of the event. So if we're doing skincare, sometimes we'll have a theme for winter skincare or transitioning into spring or summer, uh, or again, transitioning into the fall, because as, uh, as the seasons change, so should our skincare routines, because our skin needs change with that as well. Or if we're doing body care, or if we're doing makeup and more of a glam, glamorous uh, presentation. And then on the fourth day of that, really wrapping up, sharing a little bit more about what the consultant options might be, what the the host experience might look like for somebody else, and and really giving that wraparound approach or wraparound, wraparound experience for folks. That sounds simple enough. I love that. I love attending short and sweet events. And I love throwing short and sweet events. And I know that long gone are the days of, you know, week long events where you're posting several times a day. If you're still doing that, don't do that to yourself. Don't do that to yourself because you can do it much easier ways, much more succinctly. (laughs) And I guarantee the engagement will go up for sure because people don't, they don't. And it's not that because if somebody really wants to to attend an event like that, they will, but people aren't making the time for that, you know, and it's, it's a lot to ask sometimes, you know, especially when there's so much 
involved in being a guest in an event like that, mm-hmm. then you have to, you know, do this and then do that and then go here and then, you know, do this task. And there's, I, I, my head spins and I'm, I can't. <laughs> so I know that I love to attend short and short, sweet, simple events. And so I like to throw those too. And it sounds like you do too. I do. And the other uh, aspect that is really important to me is making raffles and giveaways easy for folks. Yes. Also easy for me as the person doing the tallies. So this is also what I do, Tiffany, is instead of so many comments, so many likes, da-da-da-da-da, that we see in many of our fellow um, direct sales events, I do one, I call it a raffle post or a giveaway post per day. And so, and it's usually a post where I'm looking to learn something about my customer and it helps me understand what they're looking for, helps me understand more about them, what they are interested in. And so that will be part of it. I also show up live daily when I have my events because I also use that to summarize what that day's theme was and sharing a, uh, a smell-o-vision experience, if we can call it that, the best that we can, really giving that show and tell, the texture, the consistency, describing things and helping folks because we are not in home, but let me try to infuse this with as much in-home experience as I can and describe it to folks so that they have a little bit of that textural sensory experience themselves. And by attending that live, they earn an entry into a grand prize raffle that I do at the end of the event with all of the live attendees. They have to comment. They have to engage in that video to then get that raffle entry. Yes. And I love that tip because that's very easy to track. Cause you just go back through and see who commented and you can even do that five minutes before you do the drawing. Right. I've done that before, so many times. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then I love the tip about the easy and simple raffle posts. I same thing, because like you said, that's just, it's easy on me. I mean, that everything else aside, it's easy on us as the consultant. And so we don't have to burden ourselves like, Oh no. And you know, there are so many different tricks with that too. I mean, these are, this is a truly behind the scenes trick. I don't do this too often, but sometimes my drawings are rigged. I will admit that (laughs) I don't do that all the time, but I will, I will admit that. Yeah. Sometimes I hand choose, hand pick the winner (laughs) and I'm not, I'm not embarrassed to say that. Yeah, I I really I do go old school with my drawings and I write all the names on papers and that's the last live that I do of the event is I show up and say all right let's give some some prizes away and so that's kind of a fun experience that I share with folks as well of here you can see me pick the winners yes. and but also just the excitement that folks have folks are usually going to show up and be like oh my gosh did I win something did I get something extra <laughs> yes I love that I love that you do the paper too that's so fun. So speaking of customers and doing events and getting to know customers, how do you handle customer care? I know it's a huge priority for you. And, um, I would love to hear a little bit more about your process that you use to take care of your customers. First and foremost, any customer that orders a skincare item will receive a, how to use your skincare card after their purchase. I send out handwritten thank you notes after every event to everyone who uh, ordered and supported me and supported their, their sweet, dear friend host. And so that is the first step is just making sure that folks know how to use their products, sending them that little card. 
And I love hearing from people who say, I have that up in my bathroom and I still use it. And I might be using these products a year later. Um, that's so heartwarming to me because that's what it's meant for. I want you to know how to use your products. I want you to love your products. I want you to feel confident using your products as well. So that's something that is really important to me, those handwritten thank yous and the how to use your skincare card. Beyond that, I back to the paper, I, I'm not digital on this. That's an area that I'm looking to learn and grow and transform this next year. So back to my sticky notes. Uh, I use the, these are like, I don't know, maybe four inches by two and a half inch sticky notes, the lined ones. Um, so with this, I use this to write out all of the guests to my virtual event. And I usually put probably six different columns on here to put little check marks into. One column is going to be, did I follow up to make sure that their items arrived safely? Did I follow up a couple of weeks after their items arrived to see how using their products has been going? And then have I followed up at around two months to see how everything is going? I also include a checkbox for, did I ask them if they would like to join my virtual community? Did I ask them if they would like to host their own virtual event? And did I share with them the consultant options as well? So this is a way that I will track those things, also keeping myself accountable for asking folks those questions and offering those things. So then I take this and I plop it into the month that I held that event so that then as folks are getting their products, I can go back to that. I can put that little checkbox in, check in there. Did I message them? Did I text them? Did I give them a phone call? And that makes it super easy to then put a little note in my planner of, okay, check back with this event at this time to circle back around to that. What I'll also do is when someone expresses interest in hosting, go back to using those little baby sticky notes. My planner is just so fun and colorful. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> but I'll take those little baby sticky notes and put that with the, the uh, customer's name with an interest in hosting in the month they expressed interest in hosting to remind me to then follow up with that person. So again, I know so many folks have some digital ways to do this. This is just what works for me right now. One area that I'd like to... Uh, really grow in is using Visly and their texting support for some of that customer follow-up that is on my docket to learn and to explore and to practice with just to automate that a little bit more. Currently, I'm mindfully checking in with folks, remembering to drop them a message and to text them and things like that, where, you know, leaning into Visly, I can automate that a little bit and just make it one less thing that I have to think about. So that's in the works. Yeah. I love that. I love your system. It's so simple. And I love that because sometimes you can think, you know, we can think to ourselves, okay, we, I need to do customer follow-ups, but I don't know the best way. I feel like this is so perfect for anyone to jump in at any time and start this, you know, anyone can do this. And I will be purchasing some of those sticky notes. I don't think I have any of those on hand. So I'm going to purchase some of those lined sticky notes this week. Cause that seems so perfect. And and almost foolproof. Like you have a check, you know, like a, like a check and balance for yourself. You know, okay. I have, okay. A sticky note for this event. Do I, Oh, I don't have one for this event. I need to fill that out and make sure I have it all, have it all ready to go. So I love that system. That's so simple and just easy for anyone to follow no matter how much or how little time you have to do customer follow-ups. And in a perfect world, my large sticky note would be completed when I close out and submit that event. This is not a perfect world. So sometimes it's a week. Sometimes it's 
oh crap, I need to follow up with folks. I didn't put my sticky note together, but I know I need to do it. So that prompts me to do it. So again, um, very much imperfect, but knowing that I have the systems and the, the strategies, it's just about creating the consistency of just do it. Take the literally three minutes, Casey, to do this thing and you'll thank yourself in the future. Yes. That's a great tip. Casey, you know, out of anybody, how important mental health is and how important our mindset is. And when you are working a direct sales business, when you're involved in direct sales, network marketing, you know, that mindset, I mean, we all know that mindset is everything. We hear that all the time and you know, the importance of that. What do you do when, when you get discouraged? Cause I'm sure that you have times where you're discouraged or overwhelmed. I know I do. What do you do in those times where you're discouraged or overwhelmed in your business because of, you know, you have a full plate with your job and then you're, you know, things are piling up with your direct sales business. Maybe you got behind whatever week and, you know, things happen. So tell us what you do when you get discouraged or overwhelmed. The first place I tend to explore is, am I doing the things that will lead me towards achieving the particular goal that I'm looking to achieve at the same time? checking in with myself and just seeing, am I at a space where I need to give myself some grace or do I need to push through and, and do at least something towards what I'm looking to accomplish? Um, I have really been resonating with some information from the book, Atomic Habits. Are you familiar with Atomic Habits? I've heard of it, but I've never read it. Isn't that crazy? I need to read it. You, you need to read it. I was listening to a podcast that was really just kind of given the, uh, the golden nuggets from the book. I've listened to the book, but I need to listen to it again. But what this is really talking about, and this really resonated with me, is that talking about we do not rise to the level of our goals. We fall to the level of our systems, which is why these systems are so critically important for me and for my success and for our teammates and for our friends. And these systems are so supportive with any particular goal that we're looking to achieve. And so in that space of, of feeling kind of overwhelmed, feeling discouraged, I often find that I'm, I'm not sticking to my systems that support me doing well, first and foremost. I find that I've drifted from that. I've gotten out of my, my big sticky notepad, writing down my guests and the questions that I've asked them, or I've gotten out of my Monday through Friday task checklist for the week, whatever it might be. That usually is what contributes to the overwhelm is that I've stopped doing the things that support my life happening with a little bit more ease. With that, reaching out for support. Um, I have some amazing leadership friends, teammates, and really using somebody else's perspective, brainstorming, problem solving is so refreshing. Sometimes we need some validation. Sometimes we need a kick in the pants to be like, all right, what are we going to do to shift this here? Where are you needing support? Knowing that you're not alone. That's one of the things that I love about direct sales is that we're never alone unless we choose to be alone. If we choose to do this alone, we will absolutely be alone. And if for some reason you're not getting support from your direct leadership, there are other people willing to support you. Continue to speak up for your needs, find the support that will be helpful for you, resonates with you, kind of jives with what you need. And the other aspect of that, kind of going alongside the, the idea of having systems to support, consistency is key. And something is better done imperfectly or even partially 
even partially because that's maintaining the system of that consistency versus not at all. So really kicking to the curb, the all or nothing belief system of I can either do it or not. Okay. I might not be able to do all of the customer follow-up I want to do right now. Can I text one person? Just one. Start with one. Can I do this for five minutes? Can I sit and do this one task that will take me five minutes? I can do that. Breaking it down to digestible bites because sometimes when we look at the entire pile of what we're looking to accomplish, it is overwhelming. It feels like too much. Okay, we'll take, take just a little bit from that. Choose one task, five minutes, whatever it might be, and really use that to at least do something versus doing nothing. Mm-hmm. That's great. And I know that we talked about in the last episode that there are some days where you get to the end of the day and you're like, I am emotionally spent. I can't possibly <laughs> use my brain to think about one more thing. Being able to do little bites of tasks is, is a really great tool in helping with that balance too. And being able to say, okay, I'm not going to worry about it all tonight. I'm going to worry about this one thing, or I'm going to accomplish this one thing. And then I'm going to start fresh tomorrow. Cause sometimes it's, it's better to start over tomorrow than it is to push through tonight. You know, that's uh, sometimes yes. I get to that point where I'm like, okay, if I just stop and take a 20 minute nap, I will get so much more done <laughs> than yes. if I, you know, and I, I love naps. So that's, that's my recharge button. One other golden nugget that I really took from the podcast I was listening to on the Atomic Habits book was every choice that we make is a vote for or against the person that we are wanting to become. Mm. And so really putting that into perspective of, is this supporting who I want to become? I, there is a, a part of me of who I am growing into that is a part of my direct sales business because of the, the growth aspect and the courage and doing hard things that is just a part of me. And am I making decisions that support me growing into that version of myself or not? Mm-hmm. And that can help you determine what the next step is. Absolutely. Because then you can say, okay, well, this is not going in the direction that I want it to go. So I don't have to do that because it's, it does not serve my purpose right now. And so yep. it gives us the freedom to be able to choose that as well. So I love, I love that perspective and I will be reading that book for sure. Well, thank you so much, Casey, for coming on again and sharing these super practical tips. I know that they will help anyone whether they are working full time or whether they are stay at home mom or whether they have, you know, some crazy circumstances going on at home, you know, things can happen in life. We know that. And we know that if we can just kind of go back to the basics, then you can, tomorrow's a new day and you can always start over. Right. Absolutely. And I know I have often asked folks like what works for you. So I'm, I'm hopeful that this might be something that's really supportive for other folks as they're figuring out what does work for them. And some of it is trial and error. Some of it is brainstorming, but this is a really great place that maybe to begin and explore some of these resources. And if this works for other folks, I'm so excited that this will be supportive for your success and your businesses as well. That is so awesome. Yes. Sometimes simple is the best approach, right? And I'm all about that. I know you are too. So thanks again for being on the show, Casey, and for sharing all of your awesome tips. Thanks so much for having me, Tiffany. Tiffany. 
I'd love to keep the conversation going and I'd love to get to know you better. Join our free community group, the Directly Different Collaborative over on Facebook. There, you will find like-minded friends from the direct sales industry, and you'll be able to ask questions and get feedback on the things you need help with. You'll find a link to the group in the show notes. One more thing. If you know of a person in the direct sales industry that you look up to and admire, and you've always wanted to just ask them all the questions, I would love to chat with them. Shoot me an email with their name at directlydifferent at gmail.com, and they could be a future guest on the podcast. Thanks, guys.